Hi, I'm Brooke Kikos. I'm the host for Goddess Rising. I'm a relationship coach, an RTT therapist, a hypnotherapist, and an NLP practitioner. This podcast is meant for those who believe in unlocking the power from within and using our voice to create real change for yourself, for other women, to help empower, to learn, to expand consciousness, and really uplift each other. If you have been burdened by a past of trauma, abuse, and toxic relationships, this is a safe space to learn and grow and embody your truth. I am here to help you shift from shame, people-pleasing, codependency, low self-esteem, the horrible belief of feeling like I am not enough, and shift into expansion of your real potential. Because it's time to say no to toxic behaviors and say yes to unapologetic self-love. And this is where we find the healthiest relationship with ourselves and with our others. So today we have Nicole Terrell here with us, and I am so excited to have this conversation with her because she is a pleasure and manifestation coach, and she loves to work with women who have overcome trauma. So this is actually just about us being able to step in, unlock our power and use our voice to create real change and power and expand consciousness. So we're going to be talking a little bit about Nicole's journey and how she's gotten from where she was and who she is today. So Nicole, thank you for being with us today. I really appreciate it. And I know, you know, we've talked a little bit about your journey before we started this recording, and I want you to kind of express to the listeners today, you know, how you um, came to be who you are today, right? What your journey was and being able to express how, you know what, that wasn't always a smooth process. Mm, Thank you. Uh, Yes. So my journey, um, my journey feels as though it has been a slow one. Um, My guess is that so many people can relate. And I think we see so much on social media of stories of like the time that I, you know, learned this one thing and it changed my whole life. And then there's those of us that are like, I've been in the trenches for 20 years. Like, where is my breakthrough coming and that feels kind of, of like, like my journey. And yet I can see how it has been in the perfect timing at all times. And so, I mean, my background is just full of little wounds that became so normalized that I just kind of became numb and just, you know, accepted them as reality. And I was, I was born to a teen mother and I ended up like, she, she left me. I have very clear, vivid memories of being left. And then my grandparents took me in and then they wanted to be grandparents. And so they ended up choosing to give me up for adoption, which was in so much love. But from my little girl perspective, I remember the party where I was given to a new family that I didn't know. And, and then my adoptive mother passed away a few years later. And I feel like it's like I've got this mother wound that has had me collecting mothers as I go through life and just seeking for someone to hold me. And then on top of that, being like a young girl who was so desperate for somebody to love her, I was taken advantage of in so many ways as far as like my body not being for me and um. And so as I've grown into adulthood and started on my own 
journey of healing, I've had to find a sense of safety within myself, find a sense of like my needs matter. And, you know, it's, it's been slow because it was never like one major thing that knocked me off my balance. It was a lifetime of just experiencing these things that made me think that, you know, that love wasn't for me or that being safe wasn't for me. And I really have had to like keep finding my way. And I just, I want to honor anybody who doesn't have some quick and easy journey that like it takes time. Right. I mean, I imagine you probably wanted to speed up the healing process, right? Like we all do, we get through these like really tough parts and we're just like, oh my God, when is it going to be over? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember when I first started with my therapist over three years ago, I remember just like after the second session being like, you know, I really kind of wish that we could just come in here for eight hours and just like root this crap out and be done with it. Exactly. I know. I feel you. I can't even tell you how many times where I've like, I do not want to go to this therapy session today. Like I want to cancel this so bad. And then sometimes I would, right. I would cancel it altogether because I didn't want to feel the feelings that I had to feel like Mm -hmm. I had but I was just like, let me do anything besides that because I'm not comfortable doing this right now. So I can completely understand, you know, and appreciate you sharing your story. Cause I know that's not easy. And it's like raw parts of us, that it's just like heartbreaking. And I know for myself, you know, you and I have the opposite wounds, right? I mean, you probably have a father wound as well. Right. But I mean, as for me, I was, I have the father wound so deep and it showed up in all my relationships with with men and it also was I could not trust men I couldn't trust men even if the man made me feel like he should be trusted I still couldn't trust a man and I had to unravel that because I they men didn't feel safe to me Mm. and yeah I'm sure you probably resonate with that Absolutely. And I think what we start to find is the more we do our healing and the more we come home to ourselves, we recognize those wounds and how they show up better. Like when we're not healing and not doing the work, we just feel like it keeps happening to us. But then when you start to like get, come home to your body, you go, oh, this is familiar. What do I need to know here to navigate this particular version of this story? Yeah, that's really beautiful. How do you feel? I know we talked a little bit about this. How do you feel that dissociation plays into all the life challenges that come that came up for you? Because I know that's a really big part of my story as well. Um, you know, when you are a trauma survivor, when you've had those spaces where you didn't feel safe and, you know, there was abuse or, or, or a feeling of just of abandonment, right? Um, that was how I coped was dissociation, mm-hmm. right? I didn't, wasn't present. I wasn't there. And how do you feel that came up for you? Yeah, it's, it's so insidious. I mean, I feel like it starts as we're a little child and we're, you know, we feel unsafe. And so, we retreat into our fantasy world and that feels safer. And that feels like the only thing that we have access to that can like give us a sense of peace. And then as we go about our lives as adults, you know, it can show up as I don't trust myself to eat. Right. Like I need somebody to tell me how to eat so that like, 
I can have the body I want. Or um, I remember for years, I thought, you know, the women that said they enjoyed sex, I'm like, they're lying that nobody does. What, what is there to enjoy? And <laughs> the more I came home to my body and started to like, get into that, I realized, oh, this, this is pleasurable. Um, I find even now I have a six-year-old son and when he starts kind of tirading, I start leaving my body. I start kind of wanting to escape and, and just, you know, in whatever escape form comes through for us, whether it's scrolling on our phones, whether it's, you know, mindlessly eating or, or forms that can be even more destructive, like addiction. There's so many things that cause the dissociation. And when we can like recognize that that's a thing we do, we can catch it more quickly. You know, I can go, oh, my kid is yelling at me and I feel unsafe and I'm starting to leave. How can I come back here? Yes, exactly. I think that's what's so key about it. And I agree with you completely. It's recognizing that when we're trying to distract ourselves, it's because we're feeling uncomfortable in our body. We're mm-hmm. wanting to escape. We're wanting, we're feeling like I have to escape. Otherwise, I don't know if I'm going to survive this moment because I'm about ready to lose it because our nervous systems are just so dysregulated. And I had to recognize that for myself as well. I, you know, unraveling those pieces of recognizing when my, you know, when my kid was showing up and he was, you know, having his moment, I wasn't, able to be fully present or emotionally attuned to him fully because I was not okay with me. I wasn't okay in my own body. I wasn't present. And so I was like, how can I help him cope? It was more of like, you know, that's when you get like, as a parent, you get agitated and you start to feel like, oh my gosh, I can't handle you because I can barely handle myself. Yeah, (laughs) And like, it's so much frustration that comes up. And so I, I totally resonate with that. And I think it's, something just to recognize it is a response and then having that self-awareness to say, okay, I can stop in this moment. I'm recognizing that something's going on. I'm uncomfortable. I'm in my body. I'm going somewhere else. I'm zoning out. I'm wanting to go anywhere, but right here in this moment and, and, and recognizing how do I do that? So for you, when you feel like you're going to dissociate, what do you do? What, what's your like best tool that you could give somebody, somebody Mm -hmm. for you? So I, I find that I have to start to breathe and I have to start to like literally touch my body, like my hand to my arm, you know, my hand to my legs. It, it just brings me back into the present. And then from there, I can start to like, ask myself what it is that I need. And, you know, in the case of like with my son, who really is serving to be my biggest teacher at this moment, I will explain to him calmly what I need. And sometimes I'm, sometimes I've snapped and I have to come and repair, but some, like the more I practice, the more I can come home to myself and say, Oh, you know how, when you get really angry and you don't know, like you start yelling, mommy's feeling that right now. I need to go sit in a room by myself and be quiet. And I will be back. Um, I think the more we practice that, the more we realize it's okay to ask for our needs to be met. And 
And then we can start to trust ourselves. Cause I think even with the dissociation, the thing that I think is the most challenging to overcome is that lack of trust in ourselves. You know, the seeking outside ourselves for answers, seeking for, you know, like asking somebody why, what, how should I make my son listen better? How, you know, what should I do about this thing? Or in my unhealthy relationships, I wanted somebody to tell me if I should stay or if I should go because I didn't trust myself to have the answer. And learning to trust myself has been the most impactful change I've made in my life. It's the hardest one to articulate the value of because people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, completely. I, I agree. So valuable. It is the most valuable thing. Um, I would say I'm still on that journey. <laughs> there are times where I go back into the old version of me or my old identity and, and think of, okay, I can't trust myself in this, but recognizing that in every situation I can lean into my intuition and know exactly where or what I need to do. And I think when you can truly trust yourself, there was obviously trust broken somewhere. Yeah. So that's why you don't trust yourself. Right. So, but when you can, it's being able to just say, I don't need external validation anymore. I don't need someone else to tell me what to do, how to think, where to, what, where to go, how to feel. Uh, I can do this myself. Like it's just really being able to have your own sense of self. And that's when you start to like, learn like, Oh God, I can set boundaries and I can be my own person. And I don't need anybody else to tell me that I look beautiful today. I don't need to show that off or be something else. It's just showing up as that, you know, you trust yourself, you believe in yourself and you know that you're enough um, as you are. And I think that's what the most beautiful thing is about that. Yeah. Well, and wouldn't you say, I mean, as a fellow, like person who's helping people change their lives, like you're never actually going to be done. You're never going to just always trust yourself from that moment. And so the shift is when you get to say, Ooh, I sense that I really wish somebody would tell me the answer here. Isn't that interesting? I think it keeps us sharp because we're never going to be completely like disconnected from what somebody is going through when they have to navigate the uncomfortableness of not knowing what the answer is. Yeah, completely. I face it on a regular basis. <laughs> exactly. Right. And we're always evolving, right? And we're always yeah. we're always going to go back into those difficult spaces and feel those emotions that come to the surface from the past. And mm-hmm. it's just there. It's like being more and more aware of them and knowing that having the tools, I guess, to know how to navigate them a little bit yeah. better. Right. Yeah. Or know how to navigate when we slipped and we did an old pattern and darn yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. And not going into the guilt and shame, right. Where yeah. I, I think that was for me, I was, when I was, you know, healing, I, you know, I had really severe complex PTSD. And what that did for me was like, I got triggered so much. And especially in my own, in my romantic relationship, it was, it was this, these triggers that I didn't realize that there were deeper wounds here. And it was why I was projecting onto my partner or why I was getting angry or why I was not able to communicate properly <laughs> because I, you know, I think then I recognize that I'm like, oh my gosh, like something's not right here. And that's when I was like, okay, I have to dig deeper here because this is not going to set me up for a healthy relationship and it's, everything's going to go downhill. So I think 
we have to continue to learn and see, okay, how are we showing up? Self-awareness. It's always the, the biggest thing. And I just didn't have it before. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it's just not, <laughs> I mean, I was operating totally from a lack of the self-awareness. And now that I see it, it's like, you can't unsee it, right? You have, it's like, okay, I have to deal with this thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, your manifestation and how you use that as a tool uh, for trauma survivors or people that have overcome trauma. Mm. Yeah, I love manifestation. It's, it's one of my favorite topics. And I think the way I see it is like, we all have like our creative, you know, things that we might love, or if we don't, you know, that could be trauma based as well. I think we, we disconnect from play when we have to grow up so quickly. And I see manifestation as a form of play with the universe or as an art, like we can paint a painting, we can create music. Manifestation is like playing with the universe to create a reality. And um, so I really became drawn to manifestation because, because I just, I felt like life was really hard. And when I started, you know, hearing like about the secret and just all the, all the more like early and like where we, so many of us came into manifestation, it gave me a sense of hope that was like, oh, those things could be for me too. Like I could have really amazing things in my life even though they don't look possible now. And it just, it helped me feel inspired to dream beyond my current reality. And I think that that's how a lot of people who have come from really like bleak backgrounds, that's how they come into manifestation is just for this desire for something that looks different than what they have already known. Yeah, I totally completely agree with you. I can resonate with that as well, because I think on my own journey, I mean, I really didn't even know what manifestation was <laughs> until um, I began to awaken to that um, side of things and realizing how I can use that part of my brain to really create what I want to have, what I want to be and embodying a new identity that and getting rid of like all of the old programming and old conditioning from the past. Right. And realizing that's the way I was operating. And then I actually could really step more fully into my power. And that's really what this podcast is about, is about teaching women, obviously seeing how women have come from playing small or feeling small and, and, and overcoming trauma. And then moving to the other side of things after they've gone through the difficult things and removing all of the old so they can, they can create new. And that's really what manifestation is about, right? It's about being able to say, okay, you can have a belief that you can have more. And, and I love how you brought in play because that's exactly what it's like. It's like actually having some fun and playing with the, okay, what can I actually create? And what can I actually believe, even though I don't believe it now, but realizing that I can have that, I can attain that, I can actually do that. So what do you think is actually missing though from, you know, manifestation that 
in the tools, like everybody that talks about it. Cause I think there is so much like misguided kind of information and people are like, oh, you just manifest this. And all of a sudden it appears like, what, what do you think is missing in that conversation? Mm, yeah, I think that, that we often hear so much of the more like positivity focused manifestation that, that really is doing a disservice to the, the baggage that we come to manifestation with, which is, you know, we don't believe we're worthy. We don't believe that the things that we want are possible. We think we want to believe it, but we, there's still like a disconnection. And I think, um, you know, you hear so often people talking about like the, how is not your business, but, but then conceptually, like when we're trying to tell ourselves, I know, I know I'm not supposed to figure out how it's, it's not my business. I just have to surrender to it. Then you get in those conversations with somebody where it's like, yeah, but what is surrender? Like, I'm so tired of being told to surrender. And what I like to teach is that it's not just about like surrendering the outcome you want, but it's about knowing like, okay, I've set this intention. There's this thing I really want. And I recognize all the blocks that are coming up. And like, now the work is to play with it, like to search around for the puzzle piece that seems to be missing. And to know that like this challenge is like here to make this story interesting. How, how boring would it be if I just said, I want this thing and poof, it was there. Like I want this thing and now I get to figure it out and, and recognize the challenges and keep doing the work to get there. And that's where the surrender comes in. It's like, I know it's coming. I don't know how it's going to get here, but I'm going to have a really great time playing with the outcome and enjoying the suspense of like how it's going to show up. Yeah. I love that. That's a great way to say it because I, I couldn't agree more with that in the work that I do. It's, you know, working with that part of our mind that is the, really it's the imagination, right. And creating that and, and having fun in that space, because that's where we came from. Like when we were children, right. What did we do? We were completely in our imagination. We were doing things all the time in that space. And we could just dream up and think up anything that we wanted to. And we yeah. actually thought that's what we were doing, right? Yeah. And so actually kind of coming back into that space, even as an adult, even though it sounds kind of silly, knowing that that's kind of what it's like and recognizing that that's really what it's meant to be. It's supposed to be fun. And I think sometimes we get stuck in the like, oh, when is it going to get here? Like you, <laughs> I'm so done. Um, but it's about being able to say, okay, I know it's going to show up. And you probably can resonate with this, you know, having your own business and where you're like, you didn't know you could create this thing. You know, you had this idea, you said, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to embrace. And so I want to embody. And I know for myself, I felt the same way. And it was like, oh God, you know, I felt so into the, like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know. You know, I wanted to play small. I didn't know if I was worthy of like stepping into, you know, using my voice or doing any of these things that I was going to have to do. And then the more that I played with it and the more that I said, no, I can do this. And, and I let go of all of the things that are blocking me. It was like, oh, wow, here it is. This is it. Yeah. I'm finally here, you know? And I think that's the most fun part about it. Mm, yes. So true. And, and just like recognizing that you can take steps that don't always make sense and, 
you know, and just kind of be like, be in a collaboration with the universe. I, I actually, my business story is, is almost funny. Like I got laid off from a job in 2010. It was such a boring job. I was a receptionist and, um, I spent all my days like while time passed. And um, when I got laid up blogs, like blogs and blogs about people pursuing business. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. And I would start a blog and then I wouldn't follow through. And then I would listen to um, Marie Forleo and at my next job and be like, I don't know what my thing would be, but someday I'm going to have a business. And then I ended up going to life coaching school. And then I just, I struggled to get life coaching to work and ended up starting as a VA. And my VA business got me into contact with like amazing women in the coaching business that were doing all the things that I desired to be doing. And I learned skills in business. And I mean, my, if somebody asked me like what my business is, I would be like, I don't really know. I do some like random things for people in their businesses, but, but it just kind of kept unfolding each next step. And then I'd learn a new skill and then I'd connect with a new person. And I never knew how it was going to play out into me finally sharing my voice, but it was just all exactly what I needed to learn in that timing. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. It happened all in the right time for you, which is, I think really great. Mm-hmm. Being able to step more fully into it, which is amazing. So, um, is there a space where people can, um, you know, go to your website, look you up, get, get in contact with you if they're interested in learning more about your manifestation and and pleasure? Yes, coaching? thank you. Yeah, my my website is wildlyworthywomen.com, um, and my Instagram is just I am Nicole Terrell. Okay. And awesome. yeah, just, cool. just out there playing and, and sharing the inspiration as I play with the universe. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So just tell us a little bit, just like a little tidbit about you know, the pleasure part of it. So where does that come in and how does that, how do you work that in within, in your business? So pleasure, I, I bring that in because, um, I think so often we get like, we're told, or we hear like, you need to be in vibration with what it is that you're wanting to create. And, um, that is another one of those terms that just feels a little bit intangible. And we're like, what does that mean? Like, I'm trying to be in vibration. I'm trying to visualize and through coming home to our body, through getting into our pleasure, we can start to almost like physically bring in those actual vibrations. So like one of my main core values is freedom. And I have begun to recognize, not begun, like one of my practices for manifestation is running because when I'm running, I'm looking at the expansiveness around me and I'm looking at the abundance of the gazillion leaves on the trees that I run under. And that from that space of like witnessing freedom, I then start to visualize the freedom that I want before me. It's the same thing with pleasure. And so I use orgasmic manifestation frequently in my own personal manifestation practice, because there's nothing that gets you into a vibration, like a good, like pleasure orgasm. And, um, I think anything that brings us into our body helps us really feel the vibration that we want to create. 
I love that. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing all that you have. I mean, I think that you bring a totally completely fun and excellent vibe to helping women actually really embrace who they want to be and understanding more about how we can actually really get back into our bodies. Right. And I think that's, what's the best thing, get back into our bodies and learn how we can actually live like a more joyful life and stop just living, you know, from day to day, doing the same thing over and over again, but recognizing that we can really embrace who we are. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for being here with me today. And, thank you, and yes, and everybody will know who you are and, and everything will be in the links in the show notes. So thanks again, Nicole. Thank you so much, Brooke. It's been an honor. Thank you for listening to Goddess Rising. It would mean the world to me if you could like, subscribe, and share so that I can receive more listeners because this is how we each use our own voices to step into our own power, create change and healing for others. Until next time, remember, you are the Goddess Rising.